Welcome back to the My Muscle Podcast. We're on to episode number 12. It's been a long time coming. Took a bit of a break. Time to dust off the cobwebs. Looking forward to getting back at it. So this episode is a solo episode called The Silent Gambler, where I wanted to share my experience of my gambling history and just to give people a bit of an insight of what it's like to be so involved and invested in the gambling environment. So look, first of all, I hope somebody gets something from this and second of all i really appreciate anybody that takes the time to listen to this episode i hope you enjoy it i remember like it was yesterday standing in the bookies with the bookies pen in my hand the betting slip and a 20 euro note on the phone to one of my best mates and said how the hell do you fill out this slip at that moment i did not realize that i'd spend the guts of 10 years invested in the gambling environment at that stage i did not know how consumed my life would be by gambling and i didn't think the effect of placing that 20 euro bet was going to have such an impact on many years of my life so why am i sharing this story like most people when we're going through these struggles we don't share them we hide behind them and we try to cover up what we're actually going through. And for me, for many years, it was such an embarrassing thing that I felt that I was doing this. Um, and a lot of people that aren't in the gambling environment or, or aren't involved in it or haven't seen you know a family member or friend suffer with this level of addiction you'll never understand why we do it and what i mean by that is if you put a 20 euro bet on or a 50 euro bet or a 100 euro bet or whatever it might be and it loses every gambler knows the one thing you want to do is bet again. It's the, the opportunity to maybe win that money back or just the opportunity to be able to just place another bet. And for anyone that doesn't understand or hasn't been involved in, the, in that environment, you'll question like, how the hell can you just throw that money away? And unfortunately, when it comes to gambling, and anybody that has gambled or is gambling at the moment will know that you're so tunnel vision and there's not a whole lot of things around you that matters other than can you get a bet on? When can you get the next bet on? And for me, for such a long period of my life, my gambling was with horse racing. And I do enjoy horse racing and I enjoy the industry and I you know I think the jockeys and all they're they're extremely professional in what they do and I love that industry of horse racing but I got so invested in gambling on the horses gambling on the races um I was never really a football gambler 
Um, and to be honest with you, simply because I just didn't really have an interest in football, um, that's probably what I put it down to. But there is times when I would say, if anyone ever asked me, I, I don't support a team, but if anyone ever asked me, you know, do you like football? Do you support football? No, I don't, but I'd watch the big games or, you know, I'd watch the main matches or whatever it is. And the reason why I used to say that is because I'd be happy watching the big games knowing that I have a few pounds on it um, and that would keep me interested. For me, with the horse racing and anybody that's, you know, understands this, understands horse racing or understands um, just betting in general, you'll never not be able to bet on something. You'll always have the opportunity to bet on something. And this is the problem when you're so consumed. It's very, very difficult to get away from it. You know, I remember for a very long time, I was wishing my days away. And what I mean by that was there was horse races on every two to three minutes. So I was betting from probably 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock when the racing started to probably nine o'clock in the evening all day like every single minute of the day I had the phone in the hand and I always had a bet on and the thing about this is and the reason I wanted to share this story is because no matter how much you want to believe that you're going to win your money back or no matter how much you believe that this money is you're going to bet and gamble and you're going to win money for a dream holiday or buy that dream car once maybe or once off you'll have a big bet and you'll be able to treat yourself but it's not treating yourself when you've gambled a couple of hundred already um, or a couple of grand even already over the last couple of years and I remember it was so bad for myself I, I, I actually remember it so clearly when I left school I got into chef and, and at the time it was in a new restaurant and the hours were crazy I think it was like doing like genuinely 70 to 80 hours a week and at that time you know I was young 17 18 in around that age or whatever yeah in around that age and I was getting a lot of money because I was working that many hours so I was getting a lot of money and I remember it so clearly as I was saying getting paid on a Thursday between 3 and 4 o'clock every Thursday I'd see the money coming in on the online app on my bank account and then within a couple of minutes I'd have it transferred the whole the whole salary into the betting account online it was that easy to support my level addiction it was that easy i didn't even have to leave the building i didn't even have to ring anybody i literally could stand right there and feed my addiction within a couple of minutes with the click for a couple of buttons and that is the danger of any addiction that, that's the danger of online gambling um, because if you can't get to a shop you're going to be able to access it online 
and it's very very difficult to get away from it then because you always have access to it so remember as I was saying my wages would have went in on a Thursday and by Friday morning all my wages would have been gone every last bit I might have kept a little bit for drinking at the weekend and that was it um, and as I said the reason why I'm sharing this is because first of all I know I'm not the only person that's ever struggled with this there's so many people out there and it is one of those silent things that you never know what's truly going on in someone's head in someone's life behind closed doors and the thing about any struggle whether it's gambling addiction whether it's drug addiction alcohol addiction um, social media phone addiction like there's a reason why we're resulting to going to these things that are gonna fill us up you know that are gonna give us that that high is probably the best way of putting it and the problem is what I always found difficult was when I was struggling with it was I felt ashamed of myself at the start when I first started as a teenager as a young adult I thought it was completely normal I didn't know you'd go to the bookies with your friends you'd have a few bets you'd go out for a few drinks have a few bets at the weekend and this was normal well I thought it was normal and that was grand but then it got to the stage where I was doing this all the time um, literally like as I said every minute of every day trying to get money from anywhere there was times when I was taking loans out to be able to gamble and that's the frightening part about it um, fortunately enough I had no responsibilities so I had no roof over my head that I had to pay for I didn't have a mortgage I didn't have kids um, it was really just me um, so in that sense I'm extremely grateful that I went through that at such a young age but at the same time I missed out on a lot um, I missed out on a lot in terms of I wouldn't have money to do things with my friends or partner or family I'd have to say no because I didn't have the money um, or I would have the money from maybe a loan and I'd do things and I'd, you know, I'd go on holidays or I'd go out on this big weekend out or go out three or four nights in a row thinking I was the great lad when in reality I wasn't enjoying any of it because I was either in debt from gambling I was paying for these nights out or these holidays with somebody else's money whether it's the bank's money or whether I got to lend off someone so I was never truly enjoying myself and I, I never thought I could escape it either I never thought that ever see a way out and I suppose the hardest thing is when you are so invested in it it's the one thing that gives you the biggest high 
and that biggest fulfillment feeling um well for me at that time in my life that period of my life and I didn't ever want to give it up. I never wanted to not have that feeling in my life. I never wanted to imagine what life could be like if I didn't do this. If I stopped, what would life be like? And you would think, instantly looking on the outside, you think, oh, well, life would be amazing. You'd have so much extra money. You'd be able to do this. You'd be able to do that. You'd be a lot more present. Like looking at from the outside, you say, yeah, look, there's so much things you could do if you didn't have that in your life. And obviously now I've realized that and you get fulfillment from a lot of other things than, than placing a bet. But at the time when you're so invested in it, and as I said, you've tunnel vision. Why on earth would you want to give up the one thing that is bringing you happiness into your life? And the problem is, even when you're losing money, even when you've lost all your money, or you have, you know, a couple of quid to pay, place a bet, that feeling is the best feeling you can get at that time. And the only time you're not happy is when you're not gambling. So when you're not gambling, you're miserable and when you're gambling losing money and even if you're winning money or losing money you're still happier than you were when you weren't gambling at all and that's the problem with getting hooked and addicted to that environment and that goes for anything drugs alcohol phone addiction um whatever it might be so for me i never wanted to imagine my life without it um, and I could never picture my life without it thankfully um, I'm past it now and I have seen the light and seen what life is like and how you can be fulfilled by a lot of other things than placing the bet and nobody was going to help me nobody was going to stop me from gambling and I think that goes for a lot of things in life the person that is struggling you can give them all the support in the world and you feel like you're doing the best job and maybe you are doing the best job that you can to support that person but in reality and this is something I've learned over time number one is that the person has to want to change and I didn't want to change back then as I explained to you earlier this was I had no self-love I had no self-belief I had no other passions I had genuinely felt like I had nothing else to live for and this is something that I was just so hooked on that was giving me that fulfillment in life so number one you have to want to stop or want to change let's say and number two you have to be ready for change so when you see people struggling with drugs 
with alcohol addiction or it doesn't even have to be an addiction it can just be a struggle it can just be something that they're facing some problems and issues that they're facing you know um, and a, a lot of the times when we turn to getting that high elsewhere it's because we're hurting inside you know something's happened in our life that we are hurt and we need that that high we need that buzz um, just like people on social media when you need some people intentionally go on social media to get likes um, not everybody does but some people genuinely do and that's their way of getting that high that validation um, and it's because they're hurting there's something they don't they don't love themselves they don't they have low self-esteem so many different factors and I think if you see someone that's going through any struggle in life and this is kind of one of the re the real reasons why I wanted to record this podcast is because if you see anybody going through a struggle in your life or you if you or there's a sense that they're struggling don't say to them like you need to change you need to you know you need to cop on you need to stop this this is not good for you um and putting that pressure on them because that person already is hurting more than you can ever, ever, ever imagine. Ever imagine. So that's the number one thing. You probably don't realize the pain that that person's going through. Number two is they already have very low self-esteem, low confidence in themselves, no self-love, and they already feel like a failure. So telling someone to stop doing something or change because it's not good for you or you need to make a change, yes, you care about the person and that's completely understandable. That's totally understandable because it is a friend, a family member, a loved one, partner, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be. You care for that person. So that's your way of trying to help and trying to change them because you don't want, it's hurting you seeing them hurt but as i said the majority of the time the person isn't ready to change and at that time they don't want to change it's up to, up to themselves to ch to make that change and it's almost like telling a child you know don't eat the sweets or don't do that again you know what's going to happen um so if i can give people one bit of advice now i'm not saying this is accurate but i'm only talking about my own personal experiences if you are giving people if you are looking to support people and you have this sense of that maybe people are struggling because we all know when people are struggling they find it very very difficult to open up about it they find it very difficult to voice how they're feeling and the majority of the time they are suffering suffering alone so if you do, if you are fortunate enough to sense, you know, that someone is struggling in your close circle, like your friends, family member, it doesn't even have to be your friends, family members, could be someone, a work colleague, could be someone you just know, that is just, you just sense that they're down, 
sense that they're low, sense that they're struggling or whatever it might be, you see these habits and you know, your gut instinct tells you that there's something wrong. The best thing you can do is open up to them. Now I know that's not easy to do either and also you don't want to be accusing someone because if you're if you are going up and accusing someone it can it, that can be damaging as well for that relationship but majority of the time you do have a good instinct that there's something wrong and this has got kind of going on a little bit longer than I expected but basically what I'm trying to say is if you are looking to support them don't say Ch- you need to get help go change you need to do something about this this is this is not good enough because as I said you're kicking that person already when they're down even though you're doing your best because you care about them you're kicking them when they're down because they already are ashamed of themselves they already feel like they're a failure so you need to let them know Number one, that you understand that they're hurt. And that's something so simple that you can say, look, I understand you're hurting. I understand you're probably going through a lot. But I just want you to know that I'm here for you. And if you ever need support from me, if you ever need help from me, if you ever need any guidance from me or anything from me, I just want you to know that I'm here for you when I'm ready or when you're ready. I'm here for you when you're ready. And I just want you to know that. Because I do care about you and I do understand you're going through a lot. And I couldn't even imagine. I could not even imagine what you're going through. I couldn't even imagine how hurt you are or how much you're struggling. And I'm not gonna pretend like I know why you're doing this. But I just, I just want you to know that life is challenging. It must be so hard going through what you're going through. But I know you'll get through it. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. If you ever need me, don't hesitate reaching out to me. Don't hesitate to ask me for anything. Don't hesitate to tell me how you're feeling. Because I know you're hurting. And I'm not going to try to fix you. Because I know you you can fix yourself. And I know you'll do when the time is ready. But you've got this. And that will probably mean more to that person than anything in the world. Because you've made them feel normal. And that person and you obviously don't want that to go on long term you know those struggles nobody wants that for anyone they care about but at the same time as I mentioned earlier they have to want to change and they have to be ready to change and if they're not ready those words that I said earlier on can be so powerful to make that person feel okay I am normal like these are normal struggles and this is just the route I chose because I am hurting you know this is the path that I chose because I was going through things and I was going through a lot of issues and I didn't know where to go I didn't know what to do I don't know how I even got got involved in this but I don't want to talk about it because 
Nobody's talking about it. I must be suffering this alone. I must be the only one that goes, is going through this. I must be the only failure. And this is what can go on in your head, your own head. So when you don't feel like the things you're doing are normal or anyone else has experienced, you don't want to talk about that because you don't want that judgment. You, you don't want to feel ashamed and you never ever should because as I said before, nobody knows what's gone on behind closed doors. Nobody's known, nobody knows what your childhood was like. Nobody knows where your hurt is coming from. Only you know that. Only you know that you're hurting inside and this is your way of dealing with it. So it might not be yourself. It might not be anyone really close to you. But if you could do one thing today or if you could take one thing from this today is when people are struggling and you sense that people are struggling Let's help encourage people to open up about normal life things, normal life experiences. These are things that are going on every single day in our lives. Every second or third person is going through something similar to this. And the problem is we put it so much under the radar that people are embarrassed to open up about it. They're ashamed to open up about it. They don't want that judgment. They don't feel normal. So let's help normalize normal experiences that we have in life. So if you can share this on any social media platform at all, I'd be forever grateful because I just think it's important for someone to hear this that has gone through a similar experience that I've gone through or know somebody that's gone through a similar experience or has gone through a similar experience or if you happen to be in a position where you want to help someone someday if you can just share this on your social media to get that word out that let's normalize normal experiences and stop holding back from talking about things like this and let's not suffer in silence Thank you for listening. So thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some value from it. As I mentioned earlier, I'd be forever grateful if you could share it on your social media to hopefully reach someone and help someone that might need to hear this today. Thank you.